Welcome back to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I'm Pashian, and across from me, a man who's not a savage, he'll give you his Wi-Fi password, Dave Martinson. What's going on, man? At least I'm not 21 Savage. That guy sucks at rapping. Oh, does he? Yeah, no. we went over this. But you know who I'm a big fan of now? Not a big fan, but I've embraced the Yachty a little bit. Yachty? That song, Broccoli. Uh, <laughs> Broccoli. Yeah, great name, right? It's actually a Yachty feature. The song is from Drum, who has that weird interlude on Chance's coloring book. Okay. Which we reviewed, sci-fi.com slash nostalgia pod. It's a great song, and the video's hilarious. So give that song a listen. Broccoli. It's all positive vibes, and remember, don't take Yachty any more seriously than he takes himself. He's only 18. The only thing I really heard about the Yachty album was that it's pretty lighthearted and pretty right. fun. Some of the so songs, too. Yeah. Maybe I'll check that out eventually. But, Dave, I want to hear about your most recent live music experience. You went down to a concert, I believe it was yesterday. Yeah, I'm running on three hours of sleep right now. Wow. Actually. Commitment to the pod. Yeah. Worked out today. Wow. Went to work today. Bro- Mad Brolic. Mad Brolic. Shout out, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Yeah, I went to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn and saw the Endless Summer Tour, which was headlined by g Easy and Logic with supporting acts YG, our good friend of the show, and Yo Gotti. <laughs> now, Pat, I have a question for you. When you go to a concert, and we'll get to your recent concert experience in a minute, but when you go to a show, get a ticket, order online, see the show times, there's only one time listed, like say seven o'clock in this instance. What would that, what would you think that would mean? Doors open at that time. Right. Yeah. Th- that's what I would have assumed as well. Evidently, that was not the case for the Endless Summer Tour last night in Brooklyn because I got there at 740 and Yogati literally walking off saying, thank you, New York. And we asked the security guard, oh, is it just Yogati we just missed? Because we actually, me and my friend had been joking, we're like, if we miss Yogati, it's fine. He's got that one song. It's all good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, YG was just on, too. And we're like, whoa. Well, we yelled some expletives, but after that, I was like, wait, <laughs> YG was first? And like, yeah, I was expecting a small set, like 20 minutes or so, because they're the openers for call headliners. But I was just bummed that nowhere I looked, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, Barclays own website, just said seven. No details. So I would mm. assume, like, literally every other concert, that would mean doors. Assumably, show starts a little later, usually an hour, 8 o'clock. That was what I was figuring, and we were not the only people that were pissed about that. That's pretty strange. Yeah. Uh, I saw some of your Snapchats. It looked like when you first got there, it was kind of empty. So I'm, I'm not surprised that you weren't the only ones that made that mistake. Yeah, it sucked. Logic came on, played for about hour 10. He was really good. He sounded just like he does on his studio recordings. Did you with... do a Rubik's Cube during the concert? It's funny. He did that. Apparently, a, a fan threw him up one. He's like, wait a minute. Do, do I remember you? And he's like, yeah, this is your Rubik's Cube. You gave it to me once. And he was like, oh, shit, I remember you, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he, he uh, did the Rubik's Cube behind his back in like 20 seconds. That's and pretty then pr- cool. proceeded to continue his set. Yeah, he was really cool. Did he throw it back to the fan? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did this thing where he was uh, just asking people how old they were in the, the crowd. And there was a kid on the front row who was 12. 12? And I was like, mommy and daddy love you, kid, because <laughs> the front row seats were like over 100 bucks, obviously. And it's not a pit. They were, they were seats, so you had to get those quick. Sure. That was cool. He did happy birthday for a kid, this girl. And nice. she tried to like get up on stage, and he's like, whoa, girl, I'm married. Wow. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Logic uh, is married? Yeah, Logic is married. Logic's an old soul. He's wow. Like, yeah. Hmm, pretty interesting. cool. Interesting. Logic was good. He did a lot of songs from his most recent album, The Incredible True Story which is a great concept album 
that definitely worth a listen. And then afterwards, Jeezy came out. The crowd was really good for for Logic, and definitely really good for an arena show. So, uh, that can be hit or miss. Everyone's mm-hmm. in, in like assigned seats, but the right. crowd was really into it and really positive. And really, nothing going on. A lot of weed smoke, obviously. They did not pat you down at Barclays. It was like, yeah, whatever. By the time Jeezy came out, all the ladies were going nuts because mm. the thoughts were out. Jeezy is a ladies' man. And Jeezy was good, and he brought out a lot of special guests. He brought out Jadakiss, which was, that was the best one. That was totally unexpected. Ty Dolla Sign, Neff the Pharaoh, who's a XXL freshman guy, shouted out on our first episode. And then he brought back out YG to do Fuck Donald Trump remix, mm. which Jeezy has a verse on. So that With was Macklemore. All. Macklemore is also on the remix. No Macklemore here, of nah. course. But hearing all of Barclays Center yell Fuck Donald Trump was pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, that, it sounds like you had a pretty great time. Yeah. What do you think of Barclays Center as a venue? I thought it was really nice. Like, it, it's clear it's a brand new place. Right. How old is it? Like, four years, five years old? Yeah, I think it's only four years old yeah. at this point. It was really nice. Yeah, I mean, we were really close to the stage, but it looked like, I mean, everyone has a good view. So, it seemed like a nice place. Uh, you were sitting 100 level? We were sitting on the seats, courtside seats kind of thing. Oh, we, were okay. in the, we were on the row one. So nice. there's no one in front of us. That's awesome. Because I, I always feel bad being tall. Like if I'm standing and I'm like up in, up there a little bit, I'm going to block people's views. But mm-hmm. being in the front row, I was blocking anyone's view. That was nice. You're so considerate, Dave. Yeah. Well, considerate, Dave. Now, if I'm in a pit, fuck you. Like, <laughs> don't be behind me. But... You're, you're down in, in the muck at that point. <laughs> exactly. So you get what you, what you pay for. Join us at the Meadows, but don't stand behind me. Meadows. Officially announced Pretty Lights will be playing. Avalanches oh, will not be. Oh, uh, interesting. They had a member who had health issues. It was going to be them? They didn't They didn't confirm it. it. They replaced them with Thomas Jack, though. Although, if you look at what was crossed out, it definitely was not Thomas Jack that was re- originally crossed out. Uh-huh. So, I think the one of the members of the Avalanches is having some serious health, health issues. That's, so, they canceled all their tour dates outside of Australia. Right. So, I don't think they'll even be touring much in the upcoming year. So, maybe the next year at the Meadows they'll be playing because that usually that's how it works or right. maybe governor's ball next year uh-huh. so keep your eye out i also went to a concert this weekend yes i went to also in the city yes panorama which was on randall's island did not get rained out sunday of a festival <laughs> which about, was awesome how about that you were just there sunday right yeah just sunday to see lcd sound system that was pretty much the, the main reason i bought the ticket and there were some other acts i wanted to see and i'll touch on them real quick obviously a new festival they weren't utilizing the whole ground the way governor's ball does this is the first year of it it is the first year of it. They did have some really cool attractions. James Murphy brought his Despacio or Despacio, however, I don't really know how to pronounce it, mm-hmm. but it was that sound tent that I told you about that was at Coachella. Oh, he brought oh, that sure. with him. That's I cool. went in there for a little while. That was pretty great. I was pretty lit, so mm. I was definitely in a dancing mood at that point, so that Always was pretty lit. awesome. I saw Da or SZA. She has a song with Chance and with Kendrick. She's oh, SZA. SZA. Yeah, she's on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I like calling her Zah because I think it sounds like SZA. But <laughs> yeah. she was okay. She's a it was a weird... slow R and B singer. Right, and, and for the middle of the day, it's really hot out. We I just seen Nathaniel Ratliff, who was pretty upbeat and, and yeah. energetic, kind of a bring down. She she's, um, she seems like she would be like a small venue, close crowd kind of. Absolutely. That's actually the same feedback I had to our whole group. After her, though, I went to Run the Jewels. and I saw a Snapchat from someone else from Run the Jewels. They're awesome. Run the Jewels, second time seeing them live. They never disappoint. They know, what they, they know how to perform at this point. But <laughs> the standout performer, other than LCD Sound System, was Sia. So Sia, she basically got on stage and she Could had, you see her face? You could not see her face. Mm. She had the hair on with half black, half white, all the way down to her lips. She had dancers 
performing the same dances that were going on on the screen that you were cool. watching. But on the screen were people that you knew. So Maddie, what, uh, the dance kid from Dance Moms or one of those dance shows on TV. She's a pretty famous young dancer. She's in the music videos with Shia LaBeouf and sure, things sure. like that. Kristen Wiig was in one of the videos. Mm. So... Boston Ghosts, or Kristen Wiig. What I forgot which one she was in, but anyways, Sia her performance was amazing. But just seeing the visuals match up yeah. that way was just Logic had really good visuals so. too, really varied. And then well. LCD sound system. So we waited around. We did not go to ASAP Rocky, and we decided to wait around to get a decent spot for LCD sound system. Fair. And they came out and they played one song, and James Murphy walked up to the microphone and says, "We only have an hour and a half, so we're just going to play straight through." And they did had pretty much no other like intermissions between songs. At one point, they pretty much tra- that's a long transition. Yeah, they pretty much transitioned seamlessly from like through 10 songs it was incredible the crowd was so into it and everybody was singing along it was a top five performance for me live that's I've awesome seen a lot of them so that's awesome if you can go see lcd sound system yeah, well, they don't perform very often right Are, were they even like together recently? they had a five-year hiatus or yeah. three-year hiatus they their last performance i think was 2013 at msg and it was actually called a funeral to lcd sound system so <laughs> they rose from the dead like uh, in a comic book However, I'm hoping that they do go on tour so I can catch them at MSG or some, or maybe TD Garden in Boston to mm-hmm. see them again in, inside. I Dope. think it would be amazing. Go check them out. But something else that was going on this week that has been catching a lot of headlines, Comic-Con San Diego. Yeah, big, big, big event every so year. Who, in your opinion, has won San Diego Comic-Con 2016? Person or property? You can pick whatever you want. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Yeah. Diana Prince, is that right? Yeah, yep, that's right. Nice. Look, look at that. Nice job. Look, look at that poll. I was like, I haven't thought about that name awesome. since... Uh, Shout Batman out to the homie Superman. Chris Pine. I think he's got another W on the horizon. He might. Robin Wright of recently House of Cards. Excellent. She Princess Bride. She's on a horse in this movie. Pretty Amazon badass. I haven't Sign seen her on a horse since Princess Bride, so my favorite... <laughs> it's what, Robin 90s Wright something? Early 90s, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Wonder Woman uh, trailer is getting really good reviews, mm-hmm. and I think the reason everyone's kind of a fan of it is, oh, this is a period piece set place in World War One, and it doesn't have any overarching Justice League narratives, and mm-hmm. BVS had so much of that that it took away from other aspects of the movie, which had their own problems, as we went into many times, soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod, but... And then at the end of that trailer, when the Wonder Woman theme from BVS comes back in, it is really really well constructed trailer, and I think I think it got everyone's excitement level up for that movie. Justice League also had a trailer, but that's clear. It was very evident, evidently clear that that was just kind of cut together from the scenes they've happened to have already shot because they're making that right now. Right. So had some positives, I, I would say. Ezra Miller stood out for sure. Jumped off the screen. Yeah, I mean, I know initially a lot of people were disappointed that Grant Gustin didn't get the continue being the Flash because he's the Flash on right. the CW, but they might have two great Flashes on their hands because he looks really funny. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing about the Justice League trailer that I did not like was Aquaman. It seems like I'm watching Cal Drogo 
who can apparently talk to fish, and that's pretty much all we're seeing. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what kind of. I mean, he's Jason definitely Momoa. he's going to be a different Aquaman than we've ever. Very few people have any kind of baseline for what Aquaman is right. as a character. They just know what he can do. He talks to fish. He swims. He commands. Ah, the, but Aquaman oh. gets a really bad rep. I, I, mean, I think it's like he's like I don't. He gets so much hate. Why does he get so much hate? <laughs> I was like, oh, Aquaman sucks. No, Aquaman's just like mad old school. He's a product of the, the 50s or whatever right. he was invented. You know. So it'll be interesting to see how he makes that character because right. it's not the stereotypical uh, blonde haired Aquaman <laughs> yeah. either so we'll see it's a it's an island version yeah I guess tribal tattoos um, that actually are from an ethnic person but Wonder Woman definitely that, that trailer was one of the best I think there is one that I thought was better and we'll, we'll definitely talk about it but I think Brie Larson won San Diego Comic Con Oh, because of Kong, too. Because, like, she, we already knew she was in Captain Marvel. Like, that was, like, she, basically but, confirmed months ago. Right, but she got announced as right. it. And Making then, an official is big. Yeah, and now, now she's in Kong with right. Tom Hiddleston. And, she, and oh, also, a good thing for Wonder Woman is she, that's the first female superhero lead and a female-directed superhero movie. So that's huge. And then Brie Larson gets around that first mm-hmm. Marvel female yeah. lead. So that's huge. Yeah, but uh, how do you think of her in Kong Skull Island? You don't see her doing too much. I mean, other than looking kind of afraid. Yeah, I feel like she was conveying her emotions really well in those helicopters with those those stairs and stuff. But, uh, I mean, Kong Skull Island, I don't know. I'm not big on King Kong in the first place. Big monster movies never really did Did, too much Did you like uh, Gareth Edwards' Godzilla from 2014? I don't even think I saw it. Didn't see it, to be honest. I'm telling you, big monster movies have never really done it for me. However, this looks really interesting. I think it's a good career move for Brie Larson and Hiddleswift, or Tom Hiddleston. A lot of people joke that Brie Larson is wishing she hadn't contracted herself into Kong and assumingly a few sequels. Right. Because... You know, she didn't know she was going to become an Academy Award winner with Room. Sure. But either way, I'm intrigued by Kong Skull Island because they're going to connect it to the Gareth Edwards Godzilla, which I really like because, yes, they're big monster movies, but they're also, like, kind of grounded. Mm-hmm. You know, as grounded as they can be with that kind of stuff. And also, Kong Skull Island has an insane cast because after Hiddleston and Brie Larson, you have John Goodman and, and Samuel L. Jackson and Corey Hawkins from Straight Outta Compton and The Walking Dead. Right. And, uh, friends, there's, a, there's another guy, too. So that kind of has me intrigued just because that's a lot of names. But also, Kong is gigantic in this thing. And they didn't really show him that much, which is a problem with trailers as we've gone on. You see too much. Right. Yeah, when you see his head peek up there at the end, and basically from his nose to his head is three stories high. It's yeah, and you see. Pretty and, and intimidating. I mean, we understand how big he is from that handprint. Yeah. On the cliff, and I was like, okay, we get it. Nice. I'm sure Brie Larson's Academy Award winner, and maybe she doesn't want to be attached to so many projects that have follow ups to them. This is one where you could very easily write her out. I mean, either sure. this is based in the 70s. Presumably, I don't know when the Godzilla movie was based. Maybe it's the same uh, time. It period. was modern day, I think. But she's, it's going to have to move its way up, so she could be written out by the time that those two things can join. It would be cool to see King Kong versus Godzilla, which well, is no, it's happening. happening. Yeah, no, right? they've already announced it. So that that will be awesome. Oh, John C. Riley is also in Costco <laughs> yeah. and Tony Keppel. So yeah, it's good. That's a very good cast. And also, it'll be interesting to see other than than the Night Manager, which I'm not sure. I haven't really been keeping up with how that's been doing. Well, it's already done. Yeah, but the sense I got was that it was given pretty positive reviews and and somewhat watched. But seeing Hiddleston in a role that's not Loki, this will be really my first time seeing him with blonde hair in a different role than a, well, other than the Night Manager, but on like the, the, the big screen. Yeah, he really like hasn't that. had that many leads of 
feature film. So yeah, that's a good move for him, I think. Absolutely. What other trailers took out to you? I mean, I'm not sure how good it'll be, but I I, I had just been looking into the King Arthur movie from Guy Ritchie, and sure enough, we get the trailer. Mm. Another interesting uh, group of cast get some Game of Thrones alums in there. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, he's he hasn't had a movie in a minute. You know, he's in Pacific Rim, going off that Sons of Anarchy bump. So we'll see. I like Guy Ritchie, so I'm gonna give him a chance with that. Fantastic Beasts had a new trailer. Yeah, what did you think of it? Again, I'm still in. The thing with this movie, from what I've gathered from interviews, is that there might not really be much of a big bad, right. big villain. And Harry Potter, that's the whole central conflict is this overarching singular villain, Voldemort. That's present for eight movies right either way the wizarding world is pretty good and it's coming from jk rowling i can't expect it to be anything but good and le- until i find out it's actually not good right. colin farrell looks like he's having a fun time with this yeah. i liked him in true detective season two even though true detective season two is not not good tv he acted well in that and he was really good in the lobster that indie movie earlier this year did you see it did not see it mm. but if you don't know the premise it's in this dystopian society where you have, I believe it's 45 days to find a, mm-hmm. a match, yep. or you become an animal of your choice. <laughs> I'm going to assume he picks the lobster. <laughs> I'm assuming so, but I was thinking as you were saying that he's having fun, what, what would be the last movie you think he did that wasn't like a serious film? Oh, jeez. I'm trying to think off the head. We got Total Recall reboot. We got that Something in Glory crap movie with Ed Norton. <laughs> Alexander was like 04. He's yeah. been in a lot of movies I don't know. I'm looking at his IMDb here. I guess I don't know about this movie, but Saving Mr. Banks, was that a comedy? Oh, Saving Mr. Banks was that, that Disney movie about the, the real Mary Poppins uh, uh, author. I with, guess that Tom one, Hanks was the main lead in that, though. That one might have been a little fun. I feel like Colin... Looking here, I don't know all these movies, but I guess the last time he might have had fun is 2005 when he was in Scrubs. <laughs> and Colin Farrell needs to have more fun. He's had some else. Oh, he's in Horrible Bosses. Oh, that, that's there right. Horrible go. Bosses. There you go. And he's in Seven I, Psychopaths. I must have overlooked that one. I actually do not know Seven. Horrible Bosses, he was having fun, obviously. Yeah. So that, good call. He was Last Generation's Chris Pine. Right. Where a guy that, Chris Pine's story isn't done yet, but he was a guy that was supposed to be a main lead. And then just didn't work out, and he had to settle mm-hmm. for other kinds of roles. Interestingly enough, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal had a similar path as well. Even though he maybe was a little bit more successful, and he's had a much better resurgence. Yeah, I think he just decided Nightcrawler. to go weirder and weirder. Yeah, with but, prisoners and. But you, you think about him. At, what was he? Alexander? Was that? No, no, that was Colin Farrell. Was Colin Farrell when he was Prince of Persia. That was supposed to be his. Oh, he's this leading man, and he's gonna be doing these. That movie. Uh, sucked. It was a video game adaptation. They're always right. bad. But yeah, I want to see Colin Farrell have more fun. I think the thing that I agree with you, we need to assume this is going to be good. It's J.K. Rowling property. She right. has her hands all over it. She's obviously brilliant. I'm a little bit worried about it because, like you said, there's no big bad. And I'm worried think, it's like a seven Right. when I want it to be a nine. I think one of the things that I'm most worried about is we don't know this world. No, so we don't know any of these characters. We just know of Newt's Commander. Everyone right. else is brand new. And I feel like... Unless you want to nerd out on Potter more and there's a lot to read if you yeah. want to do that. But I feel like one of the things that made the old Harry Potter books really awesome was Hogwarts. Right. It brings you back to school or brings you back to a lot of your own now nostalgia. You're kind of dealing with your own stuff as you're reading this. But now we, what this world is well, it's going in America. To be something we can connect with, though. Because it seems like from what you see in the trailer, it's this underground world where there's stuff going on that people don't know Isn't about. he in New York City? He is. But the, mm. the sense that you get is that he's in these parts of town that people aren't aware of. Maybe... Some people are muggles being brought into this world. Well, they don't call them muggles. You catch that? I, I did not catch that. What yeah, in America, that? they call them a nomad. Ah. Like no magic. 
Interesting. I like. Do that. you like that? I do. Because Muggle now 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 that I'm comparing the two, Muggle definitely is like a oh, being yeah. the British people would say. A- a- absolutely. So we'll see. I, I think we'll yeah. talk more about that because we got a lot. Well, to see, yeah, we'll about. see. Hopeful. Any other trailers that you want to talk about? Doctor Strange showed a lot more in the second trailer than it did the first one. Mads Mikkelsen. It's awesome in this. Mads is going to be in Rogue One as well. He's been doing great post Hannibal. Yeah, absolutely. See, I mean, some people are saying it showed a lot. I mean, yeah, it did show some third act conflicts, assumingly, probably. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what the heck's happening still because it's <laughs> the paranormal realm of Doctor Strange. Like, it's something we have no context for yet. In it's the Marvel Christopher Universe. Nolan. Yeah, like you like the, that. Uh, that last scene is definitely an homage to Christopher Nolan, right? Or that last oh, I'm sure really? an homage, yes, but it's not a dream no. sequence. It's dimension stuff. But yeah, no, definitely shout out Christopher Nolan. Inception's a phenomenal movie. I was listening to Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwell talk about it on the watch, and when they mentioned that, I was like, ah, that that is what what it brought to my mind. Like, I was like, and then I oh, uh, you, didn't, you didn't pick up that on your own? Uh, I, I, I I was looking at, it, I was like, this looks really familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on. It. And then when they said Inception, I was like. God damn, I want to go watch Inception's arguably the best Nolan movie. It's so good. It's fantastic. And anyone who says that they were confused or didn't get it needs to pay the hell attention. It's not that <laughs> complicated. No, it's not. It's like, as Meek Mill said, it's levels to this shit. There's levels to the dream. It's yeah. not hard. It's it's number one. Number two is Dark Knight. That's my opinion. Oh, yes. Dark Knight. Definitely good. That's one of those. That's the best superhero movie of all time. And it's mm-hmm. also a fantastic normal movie. It yeah. doesn't need a superhero designation. And yeah. that, I think that says a lot. And, and mostly because of Heath Ledger. So. Yeah, of course. Posthumous Oscar win. Posthumous, sorry. Did you watch the Lego Batman trailer? I did not. I've seen the Lego movie, and I knew this movie was coming, but I did actually I missed the trailer announcement. Will Arnett maybe does the best voice work out there right now, dare Bojack. I say? He's Bojack. He's Batman in this, and Darkness from the last one was like one of the biggest hits <laughs> for it. Just saying Darkness. <laughs> like, what? But he's awesome. Zach Galifianakis is in it, uh, doing voice. It's funny you say that. I was just asking our friend, I was like, where has Galifianakis been? He's kind of been like MIA post the campaign with Will Ferrell. And it's not like he's a guy who was like, oh, he was, you know, doing theater work. We just didn't mm-hmm. know what he was up to. Right. I don't think he's been doing much. I just want to read you off this voice cast real quick, all right? Is Morgan Freeman back? I don't think so, because I think he played God in the last one, didn't he? No, that was Bruce Almighty. Mm, are you sure? No, nah, he played, um, He played like, some ancient yeah, he wizard played, thing. No, that, that, that's yeah, what it was. Whatever. Ralph Fiennes playing Alfred. Ray Fiennes, yeah, the goat. Michael Cera playing Robin. <laughs> that's that's good. It is. Will Arnett as Batman, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, and I don't Mar- know how I feel about that. And Mariah Carey as Mayor Marion Green. It's new mayor. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean also Rosario Dawson is playing Batgirl. There you go. So, She's good. Yeah, Watch Daredevil. There's some awesome people in this and the last one was stacked. I mean you had Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yep. Playing the, the lead in that, I don't even remember his name. Everything is awesome, guy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that's all you remember. But everybody was in that. I'm really excited to see the Lego movies. They're awesome. Yeah. The director really hasn't directed anything in yeah, a long time. Interesting. We, we were looking that up, so it'll be interesting. But a lot of good stuff out of San Diego Comic Con. Luke Cage got a trailer. The Marvel yeah, show. I didn't get to watch it. It's a short one, it's like a minute and a half. Badass as hell. Definitely the Iron looks... Fist did too, right? Yeah, Iron Fist got a little teaser. Okay. Iron Fist is out early next year, and they also confirmed that the Defenders, so the team up of cool. the four is also next year. Cool. And Daredevil is getting a season three. So also a lot, Kurt, of good, a lot of good stuff coming out. Kurt Russell playing uh, Ego, the living planet, yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy will be pretty awesome. James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Volume 2. Great Twitter follow because he routinely responds to fans' like questions about the filmmaking process. And he's like, 
people will be like, oh, were you considering uh, X, Y, and Z for Star-Lord's dad? And he was like, yes, the two of those were the leading frontrunner. We ended up going with so-and-so because X. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's really great with the That's fans. awesome. Yeah, really good Twitter follow. Apparently, they showed at the panel clips of Guardians, but, but you can't it's not them. online. They nope. did not publish, I said. And I, I respect that because uh, all, a lot of the Hall H stuff, that's the big call where all the big panels are at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. You, all that used to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. And now not a lot of it is. It kind of loses the luster. Hmm. So I like that some stuff was still exclusive. Well, yeah, that, I think that that's really exciting. Also, Sylvester Stallone is going to be in that. Yep, yes, yes. So a lot of good stuff out of there. We want to move on to something that we think is pretty good that came out of HBO recently. Yep. Two episodes in, Vice Principals, starring yep. Danny McBride and Walton Goggins. We've talked about it, or yep. teased it a little bit, bit before. Correct. What's your initial opinion watching the first two episodes? Danny McBride is playing a Danny McBride character. Yeah, Danny McBride plays Gamby. Vice Principal Gamby and Walton Goggins plays Vice Principal Lee, right? Lee Russell. Lee Russell, yes. So McBride's playing classic McBride. If you like what his comedy style, he's playing one of those characters. Tried and true method, we know that. Mm-hmm. And then Goggins, I think Goggins is really really good because uh, the Ringer actually had a, had a nice little phrase of explaining him. It's his transformation from that guy to character actor to leading man is now complete. I think yeah. that's really great. It's true. Yeah, Goggins has been blowing up. He's playing like a maniacal, crazy dude. Yeah. The, and then Danny Bryan's playing that like kind of sentimental... Neanderthal goof. Doesn't know how to keep his emotions in check or explain himself, but actually kind of good intentions. Mm-hmm. And then Goggins is playing like the guy who has a screw loose. It's really funny. I think in the second episode, you really see a lot of their true colors because yeah. you see they're inside the, the new principal's house. Spoiler right. alert. And they decide that they're going to do something to really hurt her in some way. Right. And they basically, you see Goggins kind of snap, but he snaps in the most calculated way possible. Yeah. He just basically oh, he's starts, very calculated. He yes. just starts egging on Gamby, but Gamby just something snaps, and you hear like choppers in the background, like bullets flying by, and he's just like, "We're doing this." And <laughs> then, then they go off. So you have to watch the episode to see what happens. But it is classic Danny McBride. I mean. He's yelling at kids. He's swearing at he's them. He's making like, them drive him around. <laughs> yeah. And, stuff and like, getting in their face. Just doing ridiculous stuff. I also find stuff. it funny. Like, they've played this up in both episodes already. He's in charge of discipline as a vice principal. Mm-hmm. And he's terrible at oh, it. Oh, he's the worst. Textbook bullying. He breaks up a fight in the first episode. And it's uh, two kids beating up this one kid. <laughs> and he asks the, the, the victim happen, and he and he just like looks down, and he's like, yeah, they were right, we were just messing around. Yeah. And as a teacher, she's like, clearly they're intimidating him, telling him <laughs> to say that. And <laughs> and then Dan McBride's like, you gotta, you gotta help me help you, man. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> like, it's so bad, because Dan McBride, you're like, yes, this is hilarious. Yeah, and, and then he turns to one of the other bullies, like, if you ever punch me again, I'm gonna, like, knock you out the next time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, when he breaks up the yeah. fight, he's like, you're all fucking savages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Danny McBride, he he does that kind of stuff so well. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I think other than that scene at the beginning of the first episode, and then maybe that scene in, in the principal's house in the second episode, mm-hmm. I haven't found myself laughing out loud a lot. However, right. the trailer for the next one, I don't know if you watched it, looks pretty hilarious. I said this uh, last week or two weeks ago. The Vice Principals is two nine-episode seasons, and right. it's done. So it's already, all of its film, it's already done. Danny McBride and Jody Hill, the director, who he worked with Eastbound Down, they kind of made the whole concept for this after realizing it wasn't, it it shouldn't be a movie. So they already have this all planned. So I I definitely like respect their 
knack for storytelling. Mm-hmm. So we know it's going to go places, I think. Sure. So I'm content to let it find its way. Right. The first episode is obviously setting up that they don't like each other right. and, and what the stakes are. With, with the cameo from Bill Murray, which is pretty cool. And then I thought the second episode gave, <laughs> gave a little more depth to... Goggins and McBride, so we're getting yeah, there. And, and they're starting to conjoin, and, and you'll, you'll probably see them moving forward uh, as a team more. Um, I guess I really don't have much more to say about this other than I think that this is a good palate cleanser yeah. from Mr. Robot and the Night Of. Yeah, uh, for sure. And remember, it's only a 30-minute show, right? straight up on it, HBO, so you, you kinda I like having those. those once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of need those when you're watching hour-long shows that are really, like, messing with you in, in either psychologically yeah. or, or just draining emotionally yeah. keep watching the night of that show's good we'll definitely be talking about night of next week with some bachelorette oh yeah suicide squad which we didn't mention they had a, a trailer which really didn't show anything yeah new. i didn't even bother watching i don't need to see anymore yeah we got jason Bourne coming out this friday mm-hmm. i'm hoping it's good yeah absolutely. She's a queen. there will be a lot of, of stuff to talk about coming up so if you want to find us Go to www.soundcloud.com <laughs> slash nostalgiapod. You don't need to use www's, Pat. It's not 2000. Wow. I mean, I still do. Don't date yourself, bro. It's on the World Wide Web still, right? Sound, yeah. Autofill, bro. <sighs> using an internet browser. Soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod. Correct. Find, iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. Rate, review. We got a new re- review. We have to read it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then it could either be good or bad. Because I have, I have the iTunes store disabled. Uh, on my okay. computer because it slows iTunes down so much in, on my old PC. Oh, we have a four star. Fuck that. <laughs> well, thank you for whoever gets a four star. We prefer the five stars, but we still got that five star rating. Maddie T X Y, whatever your name is. <laughs> You're so you don't know how to say a movie's bad. <laughs> yes. What do you say? Like we take apologetic stances. We're afraid of her people's feelings. So Maddie, I'm gonna hurt your feeling right now. You have a dumb. <laughs> name on i'm really bad at this i guess i can't hurt people's feelings <laughs> but dave do you want you want to roast this kid real quick yeah because when you review something on itunes you can pick whatever display name you want so why the hell did you pick maddie t random numbers you dumb nerd yeah maddie t you're a dumb nerd maddie t dumb nerd we're bad at this all right so for next week we got a lot of stuff in store follow us at NostalgiaPod on Twitter. Follow Dave at Martin Swagger. M-A-R-T-I-N-S-W-A-G-R. And if you think you have a better display name for Maddie T, you can tweet that right at me or at the show at NostalgiaPod. Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at Sheeny World Peace. Shout out Meta World Peace. We out. And this here's been a long round, so I gotta go. It's logic. The one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro? <laughs>